involuntary, done contrary to or without choice. Immigrant. Definition one, a person who immigrates. Definition two, a plant or animal that becomes established where it was previously unknown. Hey, motherfuckers. Hey, hey, calm, calm down. Calm down. This is Mango the Goat. This is Involuntary Immigrants Podcast. And it's another one of my specials. This special right here is SFO 15. Now, a lot of y'all motherfuckers, y'all come up in a missionary Baptist church. And whatever it is you may come up in. And I know you heard the phrase, 40 acres in a mule. And if you anything like me, you thought that shit probably came from the Bible. You know? And we all know niggas is entitled to 40 acres in a mule. We, we, we deserve that. Right? And then, you know, there's the other side of the argument. Like, why do y'all need it? Y'all wasn't slaves. And you hear all of this shit. And it goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. So I decided to give y'all what became common knowledge to me a while back. It's SFO 15. Now, SFO 15 is Special Field Order 15. Number 15 to be exact. So after the fucking Civil War and all this shit, Abraham Lincoln sending this white dude that worked for him down to the South. And he want him to talk to the Negroes. Let's see what these niggas want. So the white dude go down there and he talk to the 20 black dudes. You meet him in Savannah, Georgia. And y'all know how I get down. This ain't no motherfucking Harry Potter. This shit real. Look it up. So they go down there to Savannah, Georgia. And they meet with these 20 Negroes. And the 20 Negroes, um, 15 of them, I believe, were slaves, newly freed. And five were like free men. And it's one representative, and I forget the I forget the ancestor's name, but he pretty much speaks the whole. And he gives a description of what the fucking Civil War was like, what the slavery is like, what the nigga feel like. He put the passion on it in talking to these white representatives of Abraham Lincoln. And the one thing he says is he, you know, when they ask, like, what what is this Negro need? What, what Negro want? What the nigga want and what the nigga need? He say, give us land. We'll take care of ourselves until we are on the levels of the other citizens. So the general goes back and he enacts what's known as special field order number 15. Special field order number 15 in mango term SFO 15. Welcome. Now, the details of this fucking thing, I know you probably thought like, because you heard 40 acres in the mule, you was you just subconsciously thought a nigga had to think of that shit, right? You had to, but I'm here to tell you, it wasn't your grandmammy that thought of that. It wasn't your motherfucking uncle. It wasn't your reverend. It wasn't Martin Luther King. It wasn't uh, Barack Obama. It wasn't none of them niggas. It was a white man that thought of 40 acres in the mule because it was promised. To the Negroes. Well, after he promised that to the Negroes, it, it was over 400 acres between the Georgia and South Carolina coast together. So 40 acres in a mule was seen doable. Well, what happened is, as you know, Abraham Lincoln was a good old man, but he got a top blowed off. His vice president was a Democratic um, politician. He stepped up in place of Abraham Lincoln. And then what happened next is 
his whole thing because he was from Tennessee, you know, very racist state um, at the time and probably still to this motherfucking day. But I'm not in Tennessee, so I can't speak on behalf of the Tennesseans. But then it was racist as fuck. Whole bunch of clan. But he was a Democratic man and he was one of the only politicians that when the South succeeded and became the Confederacy country that it became, he stayed a political member of the union. Well, anyway, he becomes a president and he decides, fuck that SFO 15 shit. What we going to do is we going to give all that shit back to the white man. And these niggas is going to go into the sharecropping phase of America. Now y'all remember when I talked about niggas getting out of slavery, being worse than what they was in slavery. Like this is a real fucking thing. Look up like the sharecroppers thing. So th- th- here's what happens. You know, you go from being a slave to being an indebted slave. It's the same fucking thing where, okay, you niggas don't get no land. You, you fuck all that shit that this last motherfucker put out. No, 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 no. We're going to give all the land back to the cracker. And here's what's going to happen. Y'all going to go work for them. But they're going to pay you the bare minimum for your work. And at the same time, they're going to charge you to rent the fields in which you work in. So then you become in debt and then you have to work for free. It was a smart for slavery and they did it by the law. So the big part of the SFO 15, the reason why this is coming to y'all right now is because a lot of y'all niggas don't really know about it. Y'all hear the 40 acres in the mule and think reparations. And that's why I'm real big. When I talk about reparations, I'm like, nah, I don't want Negroes to get money. I don't want Negroes to get money. I want Negroes to be treated like indigenous people. Cause here's what we have, right? You have a people stripped from their land and then given a new identity as the American Negro. And they have no connection as to their direct location of where their people were stripped from. And there's generations of this. As I said, you know, shout out to all my Pan-African brothers. I don't really knock Pan-Africanism, but I'm more about to fight where our feet are. So when we talk about this um, 40 acres and a mule thing, I think that all Negroes should be treated as indigenous people because the American Negro is different than any Negro in the world. American Negro is different than any black person anywhere. And when I say the American Negro, I'm not talking about the United States of American Negro, I'm talking about all Negroes in the continental Americas. That's North, Central, South Americas. And now I know I'm gonna get flack on both sides from this. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some flack from the Ados community. I'm gonna get some flack from the Caribbean community. But really, us niggas been bumping heads, and it's the same fucking deal. Really, it's just we see our side more than the other side. And I'm just, I just so happen to be somebody who's seen both sides of it. And I don't think either side is wrong because there's so much emotion involved. You know what I mean? Now, the one thing I can say, I don't know how niggas in South America get down. I can only assume they feel like us niggas. But I'm not one to agree with this nigga is better than that nigga when all these niggas got the same struggle. But the one thing I cannot do is I cannot compare 
the American Negro with the European Negro or the African Negro because I don't have the evidence for them Negroes. And I'm pretty sure they go through struggle. I never say they don't. I'm just saying my fight is for the American Negro. That's what I represent. And special field order number 15 is real big because it ties into broken promises. And you got to think of what these Negroes was asking for when they met. They were saying, they weren't saying do for us forever. They were saying, let us get on our feet. You know what I mean? Y'all knocked us down for so many years. Let us get on our feet. And then, you know, the race would be equal. And if you're white and you're listening, I want you to hear how white people fucked this opportunity up. Because if they would have continued special field order 15 and they would have fucking let it do what it do, there would be nobody to blame for the current day situation for a lot of American Negroes. It'd be nobody else to blame but the American Negro. Now, I know some of y'all are going to say, well, man, fuck what you're talking about. Because here's the truth of it. You have an eradicated people and they pass down bad habits from generation to generation. Now, I say some shit and it's funny. And it's funny to me. You might get mad. I don't give a book. But in 2021, if you're white and you're poor, somebody in your bloodline fucked up somewhere. If you're a white American and you're poor, like you're fucking poor as fuck. Either your parents fucked up, your grandparents, or somebody fucked up somewhere. Because I know I know the thing is now is like, it's not racism, it's classism. Bullshit. Because how you start in the game is how you finish. Shout out and rest in peace to Pimp C, Sweet Jones. But the truth is, if it's 2021 and you're a poor white person, somebody in your family fucked up. Maybe you fucked up. Maybe your parents fucked up. They got on meth. But somebody fucked up because 100 years ago, 200 years ago, you had everything you needed to be successful in a way. So for you to be standing next to a poor Negro, somebody fucked up in your family. And I had I had a homeboy, you know, we was paying credit skulls. And my credit was like 200 points higher than his. And he was like, see, this is America not racist. Your credit's going to hurt mine. I said, that don't prove there's no racism. I said, that just proves somebody in your family fucked up. And so, and people don't like to face the truth for that. And here's like, okay, granted, poor niggas in 2021, somebody in their family could have fucked up. But the difference is it could also be somebody in their family just maintained and us people we known for maintaining. We just wanna we 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 don't wanna do nothing extra. We just wanna we just wanna live life happy and get by. Maintain. And to you know, to some people ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? It's it's complacency. You know, you, you got food, you got you 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 happy about life, you just wanna maintain. You don't want a million dollars, you just wanna you want a crib, you want a little bit of land, you wanna, you know, raise your children up and you want them to go on and have the opportunity to either maintain or do great, but you don't wanna fail, you wanna maintain or do better. Ain't nothing wrong with that. If that's how you live, ain't nothing wrong with that. Right? And so some people maintain a certain level of wealth, right? And then you have some people 
that fuck it away. And if you look at it like the crack epidemic, it, your parents in the, I'm sorry, your grandparents in the eighties might've been somewhat wealthy, upper middle class. They children went for the party, got hooked on crack. Now you suffering. That's a thing for the black community also. But like I said, if you're white in 2021, it's a higher chance that somebody in your family fucked up. When you look at the other side of the black family doing that shit, it could be, you know, this black family was a middle class Negro family. They raised their child to be a middle class Negro family. And they raised their child, which is you, to be a middle class Negro motherfucker. And the only difference is the price, the, 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 the dollar change. You know what I mean? Where your great grandparents, a slice of, I mean, a loaf of bread was like 10 cents. Now it's $3. And you're still on the $1 path. So that's a lack of evolution. And so, like, we, we can have that. We can have that. So, but it's a higher chance if, you, if you're white in 2021, somebody in your family fucked up. I watched the episode of SVU yesterday. And the dude was um, killing these children of minorities because he felt like um, fucking immigrant people were getting citizenship because of their kids. And he was like, I got kicked out of the Coast Guard and then I couldn't get a job because they was getting all the jobs. And I'm thinking in my head, like, why are you trying to get jobs that illegal immigrants are getting? And you're white. You fucked up somewhere in life. So that's where we at with that. But on the on the flip side of that, like I say, SFO was a SFO fifteen was a guarantee from a union general to um help the black people get to a balance. And the vice president became the president. He was a democratic man, and as and a lot of y'all know the democratic people started clan, but he was a democratic man and he came through and was like, Oh no. Cause if those niggas start doing for self, then they get paid. So he, he set it up and everything. it was a domino effect. And the next thing, you know, all of these niggas that could have had 40 acres in a mule and start farming for themselves and all of that shit. Now they got to go back and work for the plantation in which they was enslaved. And they went in debt and they went in fucking debt. So it was almost like forced labor upon them based on the conditions in which they had all around them. So that's the big part about SFO 15. So I want all y'all that's listening to my motherfucking voice right now to go learn about SFO 15, special field order 15, and look at what they did to flip that and all of that shit. And then remember, the major point of this is what I'm saying is promises is promises and they don't mean shit. Only thing promises do is set up a story for your great, great, great grandchild to tell people how you got fucked over. Shout outs to my great, great, great grand people. Nigga, heaven is on earth and hell is what you got to go through to get to it. God made the original man in his image and likeness. That mean not just looking like him. But just like him, image and likeness. Heaven is on earth and hell is what you got to go through to get to it. 
So stop waiting to die to find heaven. Locate your 12 jewels, my brother. Locate them. And then build your family upon that mountain. That's what I'm telling you. Heaven is on earth and hell is what you got to go through to get to it. Stop looking for the mystery, God. Stop thinking you, 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 you pleasing some ghosts. Raise your seed. Give your seeds the keys of the kingdom. Heaven is on earth and hell is what we got to go through to get to it. I'm over here. I, I just listened to this song, man. Um, I remember that song. It was like, what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money? Y'all remember that song? For a lot of y'all niggas that seen Life, it was on the Life soundtrack. Like at the end of the baseball game and they freed this and that, they played that shit. But it was a real song. It was like, what would you do if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money. So, when you listen to that song, if you, I don't know, y'all probably won't feel like me. But when I listened to it, it made me think of some shit. And I'm thinking of the woman that prostitutes versus the woman that pop pussy on liberation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like fucking. So I'm giving this pussy up to the best dick that come around that I think might be. And so they just fuck it. Versus the woman that's like. I don't really want to fuck, but I need to pay this rent and I ain't got no job. It just made me think of that, man. And like, I see a lot of like women have been at war with each other. It's like a, it's like a, um, under the table war, right? Because every woman seems to be uh, in disagreement with the hoe. Every woman seems to be in disagreement with the hoe or the whore. Hoe and whore are two different entities, two different bodies. The hoe fucking for free, the whore fucking for money. But every woman don't want to be labeled as either or. And the thing is, a lot of y'all women are one of the fucking other. I'm not saying all of y'all are. I'm saying a lot of them are. So don't say I put a percentage on it. But a lot of women either just fucking for pussy liberation or they fucking for a come up. So, with that being said, I got a question. How many women in the world that listen to me can honestly say they have never fucked for a leg up on any situation? And then my second question is, how many women who listen to me can say they never just fuck just to put that pussy on liberation. And I'm really asking this question because it's real big. And, and so here, here's, here's why it's real big to me because I think like if all y'all got together instead of shaming for your own personal demons, I think y'all can do a lot of damage. I'm not saying one's better than the other or none of that shit. Because a dick in a pussy is in the pussy. Whatever your reason behind it, it's done. As long as you're not being assaulted. 
Like if you're in control of that situation to where you're making this decision, whatever the reason is behind your decision, that's on you. But what I'm saying is a lot of times, I, like when I see women going at it on social media and this and that, it got something to do with that bitch a hoe or that bitch tell pussy, that bitch this and that, that bitch da, and da, da, da. And the thing is, right, I'm all about unity for the Negro population, right? And so I have to dig into even the sexuality be right? We're like females beefing with females. Just like I, I, I'm real big on like niggas beefing with niggas over fucking drugs or, you know, a bitch or whatever the fuck it is. I'm all about unity. And a lot of y'all get sold up to this hype. And while that's happening, y'all bitches start beefing with each other and all this shit. And the white girl's going to get ass implants and lip injections to look like y'all. And so while y'all all bitter and angry and doing all this shit to another bitch, and I'm like, I got a stun on that bitch. Y'all wasting all y'all money on fucking weave so your weave look better than that nigga bitch. And nah, 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 nah. The white girls naturally have that German shepherd hair that go to their ass. And they're going to get new asses so they be thick like you. They can get the lip injections so their lips are big and they might suck thick just like you. And they're going to do all of this shit to be your competition while y'all fighting each other. And that's how I go. The only difference is she gonna have a natural ability in the world to probably have more doors open than you do. So I want y'all to really think about that. How much different? Like, why are you so much special than your fucking sister? Y'all on the same fucking boat. You might say, oh, man, I ain't no hoe. I ain't no hoe. Yeah, but you're still a black woman. Just like that hoe is. I ain't no whore, but you're still a black woman. Just like that whore is. So if you got the ability to live your whole life and benefit it at not being a hoe or not being a whore, why don't you, hey, sister, listen, I don't got to sell pussy to pay my rent. This what I'm doing. Check this out. And if your sister decide like, nah, I like selling my pussy, that means she popping pussy on liberation. Probably can't stop her. But you got the ability to educate, to educate. Now, it goes back into my glass theory. You don't have to pour all your water in her glass. Just keep letting your glass overflow and let her know she can come and, and get some of that spillage and educate herself. I'm going to tell you, I noticed some shit, right? Y'all don't see the analytics of my shows, but I noticed some shit. In season one. Right. I had almost twice the views as season two at this point in the show. And I realized I was wondering, I was like, damn, am I marketing differently? And I couldn't figure it out. And then I realized what it was. I realized what the fuck it was. Season one might have been a little bit more mango on his ignorant shit. You know what I mean? I come out. Dirt is worth more than the gold tells you a lot, but I'm talking about fat bitch pussy and all that, all that shit, you know. And I realized some shit, right? It's like it was entertaining. Probably, I want to say season one might have seemed more entertaining than this current season to the certain viewer, right? 
But on this one, it seems like I'm dropping more gems for you. And then it made sense to me. It makes all the sense in the world. You see, the field where the Negro get the most money in our country is entertainment. Because niggas is the most entertaining thing on the fucking planet. No doubt about it. Look at sports, look at music, even movies. The, the Negro is the most entertaining thing on the planet Earth. You know what I mean? And I would say that that's racist as fuck if it was just only white people that was entertained. But for black people, it's the same thing. It, all around the board, we're the most entertaining. And that makes me beg a question that, that motherfuckers going to get offended by. But what's the difference between a Negro and a clown? What's the difference? And I'm not clowning Negroes when I say that. Listen to what I'm saying. What's the difference from a Negro and a clown? Because I heard Dick Gregory say it. They let us sing and dance and entertain. But when we stand up and speak our minds, that's a fucking issue. So what's the difference from the Negro and a clown? When um, LeBron wins championships, he gets praised. When LeBron loses championships, he gets praised or ridiculed. It can go either way. But when LeBron says some political shit, the judgment comes. What's the difference from a Negro and a clown? So the one thing you look at the clown in the circus, right? The clown in the circus makes the crowd laugh and this and that. He's very entertaining. He And they just entertain. The clown in the rodeo, he comes out there and distracts the bull. And, and the bull's entertained. The crowd's entertained. What's the difference from the Negro and the clown? And even our rappers, we make fun, like rappers make fun of clown niggas. You a clown ass nigga. Even with the bullet coon mentality, the bullet coon is laughing at the clown. But really, what's the difference from the majority of Negroes and the clown? Now, we getting a lot of brothers and sisters going into the scientific fields, going into a lot of the scientific, just scientific fields in general. You know, the education fields, the, all of these fields. But if you're a Negro and you're in the entertaining business, what's the difference from the Negro and the clown? Our biggest market that we've had, even since during slavery times, is entertainment. A lot of times they find us fascinating. But you speak your mind, that's not really clowny. You get what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm y'all get what I'm digging at. So when I look at my analytic my analytics from season one and season two, I ain't been clowning around too much. And granted, listen, season one, everything I said, I meant. Season two, everything I say, I fucking mean. I don't got no boss. But the thing is, I see how a lot of times my perspective. It's funny to people. A lot of times when I'm joking, it's funny to people because I'm just in I'm in a good fucking spirit, bro. Like my life is fucking sweet. You know what I mean? I got demons. Everybody got demons. But my demons are fun to me. So 
like even with my demons i'm able to give y'all my shit and i have really no secrets you know what i mean i have to fucking this is how i'm living i got no filter this is me with that being said like i think my first season from the first episode towards the end you know you could find a little bit of the bullshit i dropped and i do drop bullshit but i do it for fun i do that for fun because it can't be all deaf, 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 deaf whatever and all that shit and and negativity negativity so I, I i try to make the mangaloids laugh right and i do that by sharing the shit i find fucking funny right and i could see at certain points that's some clown shit that's some real clown shit. And then that made me realize this message I'm giving y'all when I'm entertaining. What's the difference for me and a fucking clown? Think about the clown. The clown might feel some form of sorrow at some point, but not when he clowning around, you know? So what is the difference? between the Negro and the clown. For the rappers, the rappers on the bully coon. For, I keep saying bully coon. And some of y'all are like, what the fuck is the bully coon? The bully coon, if you go back and look, he was that cooning nigga, right? He walked around with that switchblade. Shout out to um, Dr. Wesley Muhammad from NOI. Um, the bully coon, he had a fucking switchblade, right? Straight, I think he had a straight razor. One of the, he had something to fucking cut a nigga with. And he was basically walking around the community. He ain't playing no shit. Angry face, big mean nigga. I cut any one of you knuckles. And then uh, he's that bully coon. But when the white guy come around, hey, that's a big smile. That's your bully coon. And a lot of times with the rap game, the rap game is pretty much straight bully cooning. For like the gangster shit. Prime example. I seen a lot of people get on brother Charleston White. Because Charleston White was like. Ain't nobody touched George Zimmerman. But we got all these, these these gangsters. And I know he get a lot of flag from. A lot of motherfuckers. But you know I fucks with brother Charleston White. But the truth is. It's like. The bully coon mentality is some real shit. Because like if you listen to our gangster rap. It's the nigga, nigga, boop, boop. I shoot the nigga. I shoot, got killed the nigga. I got killed it. And I did this to the nigga. And, the nigga. and then I fucked his bitch. And then I shot that nigga. And then I shot that nigga. And then I fucked his bitch. And then her daddy came in. I shot that nigga. And, the, and that's all it is. I shoot this nigga. I kill that nigga. I kill that nigga. I kill that nigga. I'm getting money. I'm getting paper. I'm fucking bitches. And then I shoot that nigga. Shoot that nigga. Shoot that nigga. At the same time, you got all this fucking shit like, oh, police injustice and all this and that. In the same song, you were here, I shoot that nigga and I duck 12. I shoot that nigga, I duck 12. I did it. You don't hear none of these niggas talking about. 12 come through here doing some injustice shit in my community. We're going to bust their ass. And that's one of the things I see the difference of, right? Our gangsters, our gangsters from the past life. Our gangsters was more built on like community startup. Somewhere, somehow, you could debate it like did they did 
you know, did the CIA infiltrate or whatever the fuck it may be. You can debate all that shit and say like, oh, they just switched the mindset on us because even like the Black Panther Party started off a community. And then you see like the Crips started off by community. The blood started off by community. All these motherfuckers, all these gangs started off by community. And you wonder why they can't let these gangs come together. Because these gangs come together, ain't no beef amongst them. They're going to be focused on the community. But the thing is, that bully coon shit, that bully coon shit is real. So this is what I'm talking about, bully coon. Now, I'm making like four subjects in one. But motherfucker, hear me. That bully coon shit, Dr. Wesley Muhammad told you, that, that shit need to die. That shit is dead. Because... As Charleston also said, y'all niggas talking about all this motherfucking murdering y'all doing. You shooting this nigga over eight ball. But I seen the police bust in that girl house and knock her teeth out. That's your sister. What you did to them. What you do to them people. Oh, 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 that nigga over there, he's scrap. I'm scrapped. We're going to shoot it out to see who the luckiest. Okay, well, nigga, you scrap. That police scrap. That nigga just broke up in your mama house. Knock your sister teeth out. You real conversational now. Oh, you talking about getting a lawyer now. Huh. So you can make peace when it's like the other side. But when it's you and a nigga, when it's you and another nigga, oh, we can die. Is that an example of society has no praise on the Negro? Or is that an example of just mislearned behavior? This Chappelle special that dropped last week, everybody been kind of like going back and forth about the shit. You know, you had the LGBT and everybody's talking about the LGBT portion of it. And they looking at it from that angle, like LGBT is mad at Dave Chappelle. And I'm thinking, Dave Chappelle brought something to the light. I ain't trying to knock the baby, the baby money or nothing like that. Cause when he shot the nigga in Walmart, I think it was self-defense. So I ain't want to talk about this and that. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if that nigga had a gun at that nigga life could have been online. But here's what I'm saying. The baby shot a nigga. When niggas in our community either get shot or shoot a nigga, we praise him. Praise the fuck out of them. Right? Nobody stops and say, man, I wish there was another way that whole situation could have been avoided between two brothers. Man, I wish there was a way that whole situation could have been avoided between two sisters, two sons, two daughters, two mothers, two fathers. Why? Hip-hop is cool. We got the only music on the radio where that shit is acceptable. I could turn on fucking country music they ain't talking about blowing niggas head off they ain't talking about none of that shit they talking about something with a pickup truck and spitting dip for all I fucking know they ain't talking about motherfucker breaking my house and a shot him with a 12 gauge you don't hear none of that shit you don't hear none of that shit and the motherfuckers who sing country they the biggest motherfuckers for gun rights so I'm pretty sure all country motherfuckers got guns, but they ain't making no music about, you know, I'm going to shoot this nigga up. I'm going to shoot. Da, da, da. They ain't even saying shoot this nigga up, let alone shoot the white boy up. So why we got the only fucking entertainment based on murder and we sell it. If you listen to our songs on the radio, it's either fucking getting money or murder. 
the whole community is based on three things. And it's why we stay dumb because our community is based on the three factors of elementary school. Y'all niggas ain't gonna believe this shit. But when I tell you, our urban community, the major factors in our entertainment right now is the three factors of elementary school. That's alphabets, getting numbers, and colors. Y'all ain't fucking hear me. We're going to talk about this more next time. Y'all niggas let everything I'm saying think, uh, sink in. Because I can get into some shit. But, you know, I want y'all to think about this before we come back to it. Thank you for listening.